0: Hello, historians. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh, and welcome to A Daily Slice of History. Or, for returning listeners, welcome back to this day in history. I'll explain this in a minute. Anyway, for new listeners, welcome to the show. This show reports on an event that happened in history on that day. The episode will be brief, around five minutes long at most. The show will run every weekday with me doing Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, while my co-host, Red Shimkiss does Tuesdays and Thursdays. The show will air live on WUSR 99.5 FM, at 10 AM and 4 PM. However, you can find all our episodes on Spotify if you miss one. Search for A Daily Slice of History and you'll find the show. Before I get onto today's topic, I should mention that this is the second school year this show has been running. Last year, we ran under the title of This Day in History or TDIH. This year, we are rebranding the show to A Daily Slice of History. This is definitely not because of the History Channel having their own This Day in History. Now, let's get to the history with that all out of the way. For today's event, I'd like to start the year with a big event the fall of the Western Roman Empire. On this day in 476, Emperor Romulus Augustus was deposed by German Barbarian King Otisir. This event marked the end of the Western Roman Empire, with its vast territories being carved into separate nations and principalities. So let's cover this very influential and important event. In 395 AD, the Roman Empire was split into two halves, Eastern and Western. The Eastern half comprised everything east of Italy, starting with Greece and ending somewhere past Turkey. The western half included everything west of Italy, beginning with Italy and ending in modern-day Portugal. After this split, the Western Roman Empire lost power and crumbled slowly. Historians posit numerous theories on what caused the collapse of the Western Roman Empire. Now for the sake of this show, I'm not going to try and come up with my own theory or list every single one. Instead, I'll try to touch on some significant points across popular ideas. One reason that historians believe that contributed to the empire falling was due to the vast number of barbarian groups attacking and seizing Roman territory. For reference, the Angles, Saxons, Franks, Goths, Visigoths, Ostrogoths, Hungs, Vandals, and Gaels all migrated into Roman territory and took it. Having so many groups vying for land would naturally make it difficult for any empire to hold on. Another factor is that the empire suffered many financial problems. In modern times, economic problems usually result in recessions or depressions, but countries can pull themselves out of it within a few months or years. This was not the case for the Roman Empire, however. They were not operating with a self-correcting capitalist system and had a large army and territory to maintain, not to mention various plagues and civil wars. It's not a shock that Rome was in dire financial straits. One final factor that I will touch upon that is not popularly known is the rise of Christianity. Edward Gibbon, an English historian and philosopher, first proposed this theory. He was also the first to try and explain why the Roman Empire fell in the first place, which is a feat. This theory is based on significant bias though. Gibbon was majorly anti-Catholic and believed that the church had stifled human history and innovation with the fall of Rome, ushering in the Middle Ages. Gibbon believed that with the rise of the church, the focus shifted from the empire to the church. Resources were diverted towards church-led efforts, and bishops now had the same influence as traditional Roman aristocrats. Despite this, most modern historians disagree with Gibbon's assessment that Christianity led to the fall of the Roman Empire. Although, I will get to make this assessment myself, as I have to read his works for my history class this year. Maybe I'll make a follow-up episode discussing my thoughts. But I digress. In the years before the official fall of the empire, there was a rapid succession of emperors. One replaced another within a very short amount of time. In 475, Orestes would start the final days of the empire. He was a magister militum and wanted to eliminate the current emperor, Julius Nepos, and offered land to various German mercenaries in exchange for their support. Orestes was able to get rid of Nepos and appoint his son, Romulus Augustus, as emperor. His fatal flaw though was that he went back on his promise to the German mercenaries. Anger that they were not giving land, the Germans, led by Otisir, broke through the city walls of Rome and sacked the city. Otisir's army also found Arrestus and executed him for going back on their deal. Thus, on this day in 476, Otisir deposed Romulus Augustus and became the ruler of Rome. After Odysseus claimed power, most of the Roman territory split into individual kingdoms ruled by various barbarian groups. Some particular Romans, including Julius Nepos, still claimed to be Roman emperors, but they were usually murdered soon after. The Roman Senate also somehow continued to exist, although they were powerless. They eventually disappeared in the 7th century. And that was the fall of the Roman Empire. I somehow managed to squeeze that into a single episode. I'm still not sure how I did that, as you could teach a semester-long class. Regardless, this is still an exciting topic to discuss the final days of one of the most powerful and oldest empires, and just how sad their final days were. It also makes you wonder how different world history would be if Rome had managed to stay in power and exist for longer. How much different would our modern world be? Well, I guess we'll never know. Well, that wraps it up for today, historians. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I know I did. Either way, thank you for listening, historians, and happy Monday.